Yo, welcome to Beast Podcast. And if you don't know, Beast stands for bringing empowerment and skills together. And that's exactly what we strive to do on this show. We talk life skills, we talk financial literacy, we talk personal development. All these things are going to help you be a better you. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Because this is part two. All right, so in part one, we talked about um, basically up until we got you to what, like 2020? That was like what, maybe like the summer of 2020? Exactly. Uh, the self-reflection time. Like you, you at this point, you've learned a lot about yourself. You done um, started a business, stopped the business, learned about yourself, almost died, came back to life. <laughs> um, now you're back in Providence. Uh, you're in IT. Um, so pick us up where we okay. left off. Yeah. So got involved in that and that was like September, August, August, 2020. Um, and I moved into this new spot living alone for the first time. It's one bedroom the next month. So in September, 2020, um, and then for about five ish months, I just focused hundred percent of my energy on those two things, just getting through the day, you know, living alone, building that, uh, within myself and then working that job within it. And then it was about January 21, where an opportunity came across my email from the university I went to, and they had reached out to me for this, essentially like, a incub- like an incubator space, like entrepreneurship center that they wanted to build at the university. And they reached out to me because I was the president of an entrepreneurship organization when I was a student. And there was a couple of connections that I still had that knew I was still in the area. And they wanted to bring me on almost as like a, like a project manager to start to help build this program for the university. Um, and it was one of those moments in life where you feel like you got a gift. Like, it, it, like I felt like I had worked so hard, but this came across my table. Like someone handed it to me, you know what I'm saying? It Would just, you say in effect you felt lucky, air quote? No, I yes and no. It was like, I did feel lucky, but I knew that I was the right person for that job. And I knew there was a reason why they reached out to me. It was more like, wow, timing was what was lucky. Mm. Had they reached out to me in April, May of 2020, I would not have responded to that email. Had they reached out to me in August 2020, I would have not responded to the email because I didn't have energy. I had zero. And it was like the turn of 21 right away i felt like i was okay you know i'm I, i've been able to at least master the role what i'm doing part-time from home and i you know i needed something more within myself and this was enough where it would satisfy me but not too much where i was going to be having to throw my entire existence into this thing mm-hmm. because they only had funding for like 10 15 hours a week anyway which was perfect because Like I was able to basically balance both jobs. So I ended up working both jobs at the same time. And this is, you know, mind you, still in the height of COVID. So both of them ended up being remote. I only had to go into URI a couple of times. So it was really dope. I was able to start to get a taste of what working from home felt like and what opportunities it presented to me to take care of myself. Mm. That was the most important thing that I had recognized. I had never worked from home pre-COVID, you know, like most of us. But I realized how more, much more efficient it is for me to work remotely and independently from people in my space. Because what I noticed when I was working at the nonprofit, while there were only like five people in the office, I was feeling a sense of pressure and anxiety all the time. I feel like I was always being watched. Someone mm. was always over my shoulder and I couldn't think creatively. I couldn't think uh, critically at all because I was so focused on the noise around me. And it's funny because I'm such an outgoing person. I love being around people. 
But I notice when it comes to my work, I have a tendency to be very impressionable. Like someone else's opinion will impact my work a lot. So if I have no one opinion around me, then I have to go with my gut. And when I went with mm. my gut, I found like it was the, it, it worked out so much better than if I had asked and like gotten opinions of other people. So with that mm. job at URI, I was managing a team of like 12 students who were all essentially doing this as like an internship, um, helping uh, you know plan events for this new program on campus, helping to market to students that you know there's space on campus for them to come and and if they and it, I felt like wow this is a, something I wish I had as a student because it's a space for students to come if they have ideas for businesses if they have ideas for a project, a passion project that they want to work on, they can come together like-minded students who can give them support and resources. And then we're connected to other universities. We're connected to local resources that also provide like financial support. There's, you know, competitions to be able to get funding for your ideas, mm. get, get it back. So it's like a space on campus for people to actually come and express. And I wish I fucking had that, you know, like my business probably yeah. like, would have been booming when I was a student. I mean, like, it, it, who knows, right? So being able to go back to that space and and be able to build, come with like the skills that I'd had and the knowledge and the pain points that I had and gone through, it all felt like timing was perfect. Like I came back and it was giving and, and being able to learn from the students the same way that I had always wanted to and kind of was hoping to find earlier but I felt like timing needed to be this way where I had gone through everything I went through and now I can provide that experience yeah. and I can bring back I just I had to ask that that luck question though because like people people do like there's some people say like I can't wait till I get lucky I can't wait till I could get lucky I do think luck is a real thing like I 100% sure. think like that opportunity was luck or a blessing same yeah. I, I consider that the same thing For sure. but you also said it. You felt like you deserved it because you worked for it because those, and that was the word that I was thinking of earlier, relationship, relationship, yes. relationship. Because I wanted to ask you, do you know what you are on the DISC assessment? DISC assessment? Have you ever taken the DISC? What's that? No. Um, it's basically a personality assessment and they group people into four major categories. Is it like the ENFJ? Uh, no, not that one. That's Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs, yeah. I've done, yeah, um, done Myers-Briggs. But the DISC is like, there's the D, which is like the driving, the dominator. Um, Ooh, okay. So there's like, there's actually only like 5 or 10% of the world are Ds. Because huh. you got to think about it. If there's a lot of Ds running yeah, around. Yeah, that's, like, everyone's going to Yeah, we can all crash. Blow out. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Everybody's going to die. Interesting. And then there's the I, which is like an influencer. And this is why I, I think you're like an I-S. Okay. Where I is like an influencer. They're the extrovert. They like relationships. They get energy from talking yeah, to people. Yeah, for sure. The S is like okay. the support. Like, okay. they like, like, as long as they're like riding with somebody, like, yeah. they'll kind of do whatever. Yeah. And then the C is like the critical thinker. Like, cool. they need to have information. They work in yeah. lists. Yeah. But I was going to ask you about That's the disc. Funny. but I got to get in that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like everything that you've said, like everything that you've created or that that you've experienced or all the opportunities that you've gotten were because of your ability to create relationships. 100%. And you also said you started to learn more about yourself and how you can use what you enjoy doing those relationships yeah. to get you where you need to go like you yeah. started to kind of figure that out like that's my niche like that's my lane yeah. that's my tool yeah. that i can use to bushmack my way through this forest that we call life you know 100%. what i mean i think it was a combo it was that and then also letting my work speak for itself because mm. i think that without both like we're having just one or the other is great but i think the combo is the what makes a game changer you know what i'm saying because i can like if i can go up and speak to somebody and build a relationship based on personal connection whatever it is that's one thing but if i can speak on the work i've done and my accomplishments and also prove to them like 
this is why I'm worth this and this is what I have to offer. It, I mean, I still am learning that, like how to articulate those things. But over the last couple of years, I've been able to see it more clearly. And I think that's huge, being able to just let it be like, this is what it is without having to over talk about yourself. And like, it's like, here, like, this is this is the shit. Like, this is what it is. I can provide, you know, these tangible skills and like marketing myself in these ways. And that's huge. I mean, being able to, I think there's so many people in the world that have so much to give, but they don't know how to frame it. They don't know the people are scared to talk about themselves people don't want to come off as like oh you sound cocky or oh like i'm too being too humble about something but it's like you know how how is somebody especially someone that doesn't know you outside of these contexts going to be able to understand like the value you provide and also vice versa like what value do they provide in this working relationship that you're building with them so mm -hmm. i think that it was both sides of it because had i not done what i had done at the university with that entrepreneurship group I would have never heard from them. Mm -hmm. They would have not no I no reason to reach person. I was another student. Yeah. Just a random alumni. Why would they connect with me? You know, so it was like it was cool we had some established rapport, but what really made them reach out to me was the experience I had. So it was like that combo was what served me, which is why I say like in part, yeah, it was a blessing, but the other part was cuz I like I put my fucking work in yeah. to to be able to yeah. have some type of opportunity and it just to come came back. back to you. And exactly. And then it just it felt like it, all everything was in alignment you know i was able to to help and produce a lot for that group in the short time i was only there for six months oh. not even yeah i was there for i basically came in to try to be like i kind of was like a project plug well, my title was like the recruitment and program manager so i was able to go in and and manage team of students and also like learn a lot about what their goals were and help to like reframe the program um but i was working you know mind you part-time still just with them and part-time with the other job and at that point i was feeling drained from having to split my brain when mm. i tell you to split my brain from like a creative team building thing and then to it two parts of my brain that couldn't coincide and i would do it like you know uh eight i would do like three days a week with one two days the other sometimes i had to do them both in the same day at the same time i couldn't do it anymore and it got to the point where i was like all right you know this is this is midway through 21 now you know this is like um like i want to say like april or may of 21 where i started to feel like i needed to shift i needed to i need i gained enough energy from healing and and doing what i was doing and things were starting to look up with COVID for a second right when the weather started getting warmer yeah. so i felt like okay you know this might be the time for me to try to understand a little bit more about what i can do beyond here and it was a conversation and that's why i say like the relationships the one conversation can change everything i basically made a connection with a colleague that worked at URI. She was working actually in the film department and I wanted to connect with her because she knew a bit about what I was doing for the university and she had experience in the industry that I, you know, was doing for so long. So I just wanted to build that connection. And uh, she took kind of command of that call and she was like, why are you here? Like, what are you trying to do? And it was that conversation shifted so much for me because she helped me realize and recognize that what I was doing wasn't really coming from the place of authentic passion. I just felt like I was doing it because that's what steps were coming next in my life. Mm. But I expressed to her like where my real passions had aligned and that's really working with people and helping in some capacity to get people aligned with what they want in life mm. to help people like, you know, in a sense, that's what I was doing while, you know, helping students understand they had the capacity to start a business or to like work on a passion project. And she said to me, have you ever thought about recruiting? And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I didn't, I did, I, I under, obviously understand what like the concept of recruiting is, but I didn't really think about it as an industry or like as a career path. 
and she t started to tell me her fiance works, you know, in tech and he's in recruiting and it's a huge industry and there's so much opportunity for money in that industry. And it's literally working with people every day and getting to like help people get their dream job essentially. And mm. I was like, never thought about it. That conversation changed everything for me. I started doing about three months of research, informational interviews, just understanding the industry where I wanted to like, see if that was something I wanted to do because I was, I had wanted to make a big change, like a career change, but I didn't know how, like who, no one tells you like how to shift careers. They Nobody tells you, know you, you have like, this skill, you're good at this. I think these, these are the things, list of jobs. Yeah. Like exactly. I'm like, I'm not going to take one of those like aptitude tests. that will tell you yeah. like be a librarian or something. Yeah. But like no one gives you like that type of insight. And I never thought, and like that, I'm telling you that was like a huge shift for me because I just started to Re, like do research day in and day out and i was mm. like who knows if this i didn't have any confidence about whether or not that was going to be in alignment for me so i tried to think less large scale and i just tried to think like could this be an opportunity period because i didn't want it to be like okay i'm set in stone this is what it is and then i get there because what i noticed was anytime i'd done that in the past and i would get mm. to that job i would hate it what do you call it? I would my, hate it. My, my coach called it uh my coach called it shiny object syndrome. Yes. Oh my god. I, that's me to a T. That <laughs> is me. And every oh my god, I've heard that so many times. My therapist told me that. Like <laughs> I have that for a fact. So it'd be like anything new that comes up opportunity-wise, it's like, oh, let me like say yes to that, say yes to that. And it's like, okay, let me try to really get get as much information. So I, I took a little bit of a different approach by spending a lot of time trying to learn about the industry and then I think I applied to like 20 positions just just to do it. I had no experience, had, you know, like tangible, marketable skills, transferable skills, but like never had experience in the industry at all. Never, I never worked a corporate job in my life. Mm. I've only worked in nonprofits or like small, small businesses, like startups, like that little tech company, but I never worked in corporate. And so you or I, it was like timing. I'm telling you, it's like someone was looking out because you or I was working to get funding to offer me a full-time role to be committed to that entrepreneurship group mm. at the same time they were taking their they were taking their sweet time and i'm so appreciative that they did because at the time i was like bro can you hurry up like i'm struggling to like make ends meet um and i wanted to quit the other job that i was at the tech job and then the same week that they were getting all the paperwork is when twitter called me and I was about to take this job at URI, which would have locked me in to maybe five years of living in Rhode Island, not growing. And I, it would have been the top of my earning bracket because it's the it's essentially been yes, the highest yeah. position I could have had at URI with no upward mobility at all. And then Twitter calls me and they say, oh, you know, we saw an application. Mind you, that I, I applied to three months prior. Three months. I'd forgotten I applied. I thought the call was like some random telemarketer, some random person calling me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, what? <laughs> And had a little back and forth conversation and I almost had put recruiting out of my mind because I was like, well, it doesn't seem like it's going to work for me because I have no experience and clearly these opportunities aren't calling me back. So let me just like move on and like maybe one day I'll get into it. But that they called me, we talked, they wanted to, you know, continue on the interview process with me. And I just woke up one day, got all the support from the people I had built some, you know, network with, with from those informational interviews got the support from them started to learn like the specifics because i had like a it was like a technical interview and assessment that i had to do that i was like okay and let me let me like really be intentional about this and i knew once i had gotten past that technical round like i had it in the bag because then i had to speak to like eight or nine different people in like a five-hour interview mm. but i felt like 
I had, an, I had, mind you, I had an interview in like three years. Because like all the jobs I had, the was tech job I never interviewed, the, the university job I never interviewed. So the last one I interviewed was the nonprofit. And that was like, it is what it is. So this was the most intense interview process I'd ever gone through. But I felt, I don't know, I felt so, it was so authentic. Everything I spoke about in my interview, I was real to the depth of my soul. I said, like, I don't have experience. This is it. I, th this is what I can offer though. And like, this is what I have experienced in it. And I know that these things can be connected. And I provide, I had done so much research to the point where I knew exactly what they, what, what my skills would be able to transfer as for this tech job. Mm. And it, it clicked, it clicked. And my realness, I think is what made it actually work out in the end. And I got that offer. I said, Later, you or I, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I appreciate you know what I'm saying? But blessings, like, but, uh, yeah, but like, this is, this is what it needs to be right now. Um, and for me, like coming from the spaces I had been in, just feeling the weight of this opportunity, just for the name recognition alone, regardless of anything out, outside of that, it just felt like I had worked five years or four about four years of professional career to get to this point I feel like everything i had done all the shit i'd gotten to the bottom of was all worth it because of this opportunity and it's like damn like it just i felt that like who says that they you know what i'm saying like I, i've never met anybody that worked for like you know a company of that stature like that like no one in my circle had ever no one in my family had ever you know what i'm saying so it was like wow like that shit to have like that's like people's dream job to dream. work with work with you know a corporation like that and of for that. somebody to literally i want to say hand you the opportunity but somebody like you said somebody was looking out for you and was like hey like go talk to her i think she uh i think she uh need this job at, at twitter and and here we are so now so now you're at Twitter, still remote, yeah, because you've remote. been learning how to do that for the last two years and yes, loving it. Yes, exactly, loving it. So like, what's next? Like, obviously yeah. you're, you're fulfilling the role requirements yes. and duties that that cause, but like, what's next? What yeah, is... I've been, I've been, whoo, man. Pretty much right when I got to Twitter, I I realized quickly that you know this this job is like any job. At first, I was intimidated, but then I quickly was like, these people are are people at the end of the day, regardless of their title, their status, their stature at this company. I quickly started to notice gaps and I started to vocalize them to like higher ups immediately. And I just kind of felt like I recognize my potential now at a place like this. So within three months, I started training all of the new hires on my team. I'm the first person to ever do that this quickly. I've like tripled the metrics of anybody on my team out of 30 people. And I've only been there for six months. And I'm realizing that like, there's way too much I have like there, I need to do way more than what I'm doing. Mm. So I'm kind of sticking it out right now to see if there's growth potential at the company, which I'm not super convinced yet whether or not there is. So my options are always open, but my team's amazing. The work itself is intense and super exhausting and draining. Um, but at the end of the day, like this is opening pretty much. I feel like any door for the rest. Like, I. I never thought I would have um, security in, in a career because I've always felt like I'm gonna struggle to find a job. I feel like I'll be good because of just having this on my resume alone. So I recognize like this place that I'm in right now has been holding me back from seeing what else the world has to offer. I feel like I've been in this, in, tucked in the middle of the woods, you know, for the last year and a half 
in my apartment haven't left and oh, i've wow. been like si- it's like well i mean you know I've, i have but like i've been silently in this space and i forget sometimes like the world is a big place and there are other people that probably are doing a lot more than me and i want to learn about those things i want to see what what's up with that so i'm getting ready to move to dc and just get out of this place and actually see you know what another city has to offer um i have no idea what it's gonna bring i don't know anybody there. this is the furthest south you're going you've ever been um living wise yeah yes living wise yes yeah it's only been new york and here so be it's culture shock for sure i'm excited for that yeah i, I you know what i'm saying i feel like that's yeah, what i'm craving be because yeah. I, I feel like what's happened is that i've been surrounded by so many of the same people uh, that you know a lot of new englanders like the, a lot it's a lot of the same mentality and a lot of new york same mentality so it's like i'm excited to see what people from the dmv are like just to get a new perspective and to understand like what that area has for me um you know i feel like it's a place i can imagine my life being and i don't know why but i just have like a weird thing telling me that because there's so many because like you know the whole delaware maryland and virginia in such close quarters it seems like from a logistics perspective how how could you be bored when there's so many different things around you yeah what led you to is that what led you to dc it was just like another hub because obviously you weren't trying to do the the new york hub oh no she was like nah it's funny because like i i have been to dc three times and every time i've been i just got a good vibe i don't know how to explain it like I I was thinking about logistics from the I was thinking of either Atlanta or the, or like DC but Atlanta I went there a couple months ago to see like is this a place that was culture shock to the point where I was like I can't do I was this like say, nah, I can't like I can't be moving the way I moved down there you know what I'm saying like nah. it felt like it was ten times slower than Rhode Island which is saying something because Rhode Island's slow as shit right. And Atlanta, it was dope, but like I'd probably fucking quit my job, become a stripper, and live my best life. I don't <laughs> think I could like be a, a professional adult in in any industry because it was just like that's how people move down there, and really I loved is, it. But yeah. I was like, I don't think I could keep my like my eye on shit, you know what I'm saying? So like that kind of stro- like I was straight away a little bit, and then like DC, I don't know. I just feel like it's very young. there are a lot of young professionals. Um, where I'm moving specifically, I have, I'm actually going in a couple days to look at apartments, but, um, outside of DC, like in the Virginia area, there's, um, it's like one of the most popular places to live at, for young professional, like voted on like all these different websites. And I, I learned that about like five years ago. So it's kind of a, been in the back of my mind for five years, mm. but I just never felt like timing was working out to, to make that happen. Um, but now I work remotely. I can be anywhere. You know, and I, I see that working remotely has provided so many opportunities for me, like getting a, a puppy and being able to like be responsible for another life form and like taking care of myself a little bit better. Um, and now I'm just kind of ready to to build those connections. I think that's like the biggest thing that's leading me there is I just want to build more meaningful connections that are going to be, you know, more sustainable over time. Amen. Yeah. So if there's anybody... If anybody wanted to like keep in touch with you oh, or they yeah. wanted to connect with you, what's the best way for them to yeah, connect with you? Yeah, I'd say first and foremost, hit me up on, on IG, you know. Um, <laughs> it's the tw- it's the 2022 way to, to communicate. Nah, it, it really, really is. is, you know what I'm saying? It really so it's like, I'm, I'd say I'm most responsive there. But yeah, uh, my, my handle is Elana, E-L-A-N-A-X Michelle with two L's. So M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. That's my middle name. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely hit me up there. Um what else? What else? What else? 
I mean, you can email me if you want. E Rivkin, so E R I V K I N one two three at Gmail. Those are the two, <laughs> the two main forms. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to connect with anybody for and then, sure. Very last thing, if you had to talk to your eighteen year old self, you just <laughs> you just left high school, you just left your mama crib, yeah. you about to head. What is one thing that you would tell your younger self? Just be patient. Yeah, just be patient. I think that I wanted it all so badly, so quickly, that it led me to a lot of hardship. And if I if I could just chill and let it all happen in a slower capacity, I probably could have saved myself a lot of hardship, like physically, you know, mm. and mentally, just through all the shit I had gone through. Because I just wanted to speed up like five, ten years of my life. But I nowadays right like as we get older we're like i wish i could go back and like chill so i would say i i, I just be patient that's really the biggest thing yeah. appreciate you hopping on the podcast appreciate you thanks for having me <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's dope for real yo thank you for listening to the beast podcast we hope that you learned something and are empowered and inspired to be a better version of yourself uh, please go ahead and subscribe, like, share it with a friend, a family member, or anybody who can get some value from it. Uh, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. All right, y'all. Be great.